Got a little foreshadowing for you that we're going to talk about today. First of all, why teach foreshadowing in, or anything? I mean, it doesn't have to be literature. It's foreshadowing in movies, TV shows. There's foreshadowing in real life, isn't there? You have those days you walk in, you're like, hmm, I see signs that something is not going well, or I see signs that something is going well. Hints, suggestions. So why teach foreshadowing in literature? Well, it uh, does cover some ELA standards, for example. Cite strong and thorough textual evidence to support analysis. That's one reason to teach it. uh, Foreshadowing will help you determine a theme or central idea. That's another reason. You can uh, analyze how an author's choices concerning how to structure a text, order events within it, and and manipulate time. Create such effects as mystery, tension, or surprise. That's another standard. Or you can teach foreshadowing in literature because... Short stories with foreshadowing are usually pretty good. And Hey, if we can engage students in reading, we've won the battle. Before we uh, discuss foreshadowing stories, short stories with foreshadowing, let's get you a quick two-minute lesson plan. As you know, I'm a big fan of charts, and this chart deals with suspense because foreshadowing is one of the three primary elements that make a story or a movie or a TV show or even life suspenseful. So quick lesson plan here. Uh, make a chart. But before you make the chart, you're going to have to discuss a few things. Discuss how writers create suspense. One, foreshadowing. Two, pacing. Three, dangerous action. Again, that's foreshadowing, pacing, dangerous action. This is how writers create suspense. Have your students create a two-column chart. They can either go uh, digital two-column chart or just go old school. Just draw a line in the middle of your uh, chalkboard if you really want to go old school, if you have chalkboards. Anyone have chalkboards still? In the left column, write an example of how the author creates suspense or even you don't have to write it. Make your students write it. You can do this as you read, as a, if you're reading as a class, or you can even do it after you read. In the right column, label the suspense as either pacing, dangerous action, or foreshadowing. Now, I have a, an example. We did a podcast episode on the most dangerous game, and a while back, here's an example from there. So you have your chart there, example of suspense, and I'm quoting this word or word, One of the men on Rainsford's boat says sailors have a curious dread of the place at the beginning of the story. So the beginning of the story, Rainsford says sailors have a curious dread of the place. He's referring to Ship Trap Island, which is also foreshadowing about what's going to happen. This statement foreshadows that someone, in this case Rainsford, will face danger either on or near the island. Now the point is, students say, well, why are they giving the story away? They're not giving the story away. It tells us the end from the beginning, but the whole point is, I wonder how that's going to happen. We know something bad is going to happen on or near this island, but we don't know what. And I don't know about you, but I want to read on to find out what. That's what foreshadowing does. Sometimes it's, uh, now I'm not a big fan of watching games, when uh, sporting events when I know the results, but I'll watch the highlights. So if I know the results of a game, I want to know how they got to that. For example, uh, one of my favorite soccer teams won yesterday, Real Madrid, and uh, I saw that they won two to zero. So I knew they won, but I was still wanted to watch the highlights. I wanted to figure out, well, how they 
how'd they win? Who got the goals? Who had the nice passes? Uh, who made great saves? Well, we know Thibault Courtois made the great saves, but foreshadowing does the same thing. Now, I don't know about you. When my team loses, I never watch the highlights. Are you that way? It's just me. Anyhow, we're getting off topic. Another example of suspense and foreshadowing, I should say. The black cat begins with the narrator sitting in a cell talking about how he is about to be executed. So we know at the very beginning of the story that the narrator does something bad and he's about to get executed for it. I read that. I'm like, oh, I wonder what he did. And that's what students generally respond. Obviously, a lot of people respond that way because a lot of people read Edgar Allan Poe and a lot of people read the black cat. The type of suspense here, of course, is foreshadowing. We know the narrator is going to do probably kill somebody, right? I mean, why else would you capital punishment here? And we find out why as we read. All right, takeaways. Foreshadowing is one way authors create suspense and movie makers and directors and TV. Takeaway number two, foreshadowing doesn't, giving hints or suggestions about what's going to happen does not ruin the story. Heck, uh, the the... I don't even know if you could classify this as foreshadowing, but uh, Romeo and Juliet, the entire story is summarized in the prologue. Those are some seriously strong suggestions and hints. But, you know, quite a, a few people over the years have read Romeo and Juliet. And I've read it like, when I say this, I've read it um, between 35 and 45 times. Every time I still think that Romeo's going to uh, realize that Juliet's sleeping, and he never does. And takeaway number three, there are uh, students enjoy stories with foreshadowing. In fact, we're going to discuss some of those stories in our next episode, which won't be right now. It'll be coming up later, though. So uh, keep watching your podcast subscription thing. What are those called? Apps? Your applications? I'll give you a hint. It's going to be great. Foreshadowing alert. Foreshadowing alert. Thanks for listening to the Teaching ELA podcast. For more teacher-ready, student-ready lesson plans, head on over to ELACommonCoreLessonPlans.com. That's ELACommonCoreLessonPlans.com, where we have hundreds of lesson plans and handouts that are ready to use right now. And as always, if this podcast has helped you thrive in the classroom, we'd appreciate a like and a review. 